welcome to the Am I Going Crazy podcast. I'm Ryan Edwards, joined by J.D. Hall and Arizona Terry. Guys, how are we doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Arizona Terry, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. I'm a little scared, but other than that, <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, you know, we, we've we've talked for a long time about doing something like this, about doing a paranormal podcast on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, you know, in, in a, you know, a setting like this, how we all became um, paranormal believers. What was one, one instance or if, was, was there something as a kid or a show that you watched that kind of made you become a believer and, you know, that turned you away from being a skeptic type of thing? Terry, why don't you go first? You know, I might be the oddball of the group, and I don't have a lot of... That's why we're having you go first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't have a lot of uh, personal experience with the paranormal. I just have a fascination with it, and I've had it ever since I was a kid. Um, I've always believed in the supernatural, and a part of that is just that unexplained aspect of it. Just, I want I want answers. I want to you know, right, right. get confirmation. So, now I've always been interested in hauntings ghosts specifically uh ufos as well um, we live out the, there in arizona so yeah and bigfoot as you could tell by my hat right. here gone squatch so I, I like all this stuff and i'm not the only one because i think there was a recent survey done and it was stated that 45 percent of uh, americans believe in ghosts that's, so that's, that probably sounds about right and that's and to think 45 percent people may think that's a small number but when you take it out of three million people you know, 300 that's million. 300 million. Yeah. yeah. You know, math is hard and I'm an appraiser. Um, <laughs> no, but when, when you take it out of 300 million people, um, and that's a big number, you know, even yeah. those to those who probably didn't answer the survey, um, you know, that's still a pretty, pretty big number. And, you know, when, when you, when you think about that, yeah, there, there are people who, who do believe it, but haven't had experiences. Um, and Terry. then people, yeah, Terry, um, Terry, this is going to be a show where we may pick on you for a while, but um, no, <laughs> Thanks, no, guys. no, yeah. um, but no, like as, as somebody who was a skeptic for a long time until I had my own experiences, you know, you really don't, you know, grasp it until you had something so unexplained happen to you that you really do think you're going crazy. And um, you're like, well, is that my mind playing tricks? I mean, you try to rule everything out. Right. And, and, you have to because you're like, okay, so if it wasn't this, it was that. If it wasn't that, it was this. Or is it really my mind playing tricks on me? Um, because, you know, there are people, you know, that have that that type of sense, that sixth sense or whatever, you know, like they're, they have that veil, like they cross between the veil and and have and are able to pick up on those type of things. And right. that's all something that's fascinating to me like how people are able to pick it up, but they don't even know they are able to do that. Right. So, uh, JD, what about, what about you? What are, what, what's one experience that made you a firm believer? Then I'll, I'll tell you guys I, mine. I, I was never really a skeptic growing up um, right. as a kid or anything like that. I mean, I'm, I remember, you know, times staying at my grandparents' house and, you know, my mamma had these lamps that had like, uh, like Huck Finn type figure figures on the, the body of the lamp. And I'd be laying there and seeing the reflection in the TV and to, you know, thinking that they were moving, you know? Um, and obviously as a seven, eight, nine year old kid, it's just, it's more than likely just my mind paint playing tricks on me. 
you know, um, and I never really had an experience with, with anything paranormal until I was an adult and I had my own kids. Um, but I was never a skeptic for the paranormal or UFOs or, or anything like that, because to, to sit there and think that we're the only planet in the universe that has life on it and that we're the most advanced life in the universe, um, to me is kind of arrogant as old as the universe is. Right. Um, and we're, you know, the earth is a fairly young planet in terms of time for the universe. Um, so to think that we're, we're the first planet and only planet to have life, you know, have life on it and evolve to the point where we're at, where where we are now that there couldn't be another civilization that's millions or billions of years older than what we are is, is kind of arrogant to me. And, you know, I've seen things in the sky that I can't, that I can't explain, um, knowing it was not a, a blimp or a plane or, or anything like that, or shooting star. Um, you know, I've had my own experiences with the paranormal and I, I have them now in my house and, um, and to think that, you know, Terry's wearing the Sasquatch hat, that there are animals that haven't been photographed or, you know, their carcasses found after they die, you know, in these remote areas of woods and mountains, you know, how often are gorilla carcasses found, you know, and we know there are gorillas, you know, yeah, yeah. because we've seen them. Yeah. And, but, but to think that Sasquatch or Bigfoot can't exist because nobody's found a body. Well, what makes me believe is it's not just sightings in one area of the right. world. It's, it's global. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. Like we we have the sightings here in Ohio. They're in Tech or Kentucky, Texas, the Northwest. You know, they're everywhere. And there has to be something behind it besides just a bunch of people saying they saw something in the woods. Well, like there so <laughs> what the the UFO uh phenomena, I I was actually more of a believer in UFOs before I was really in, in ghosts and, and para, like in that form of paranormal activity. Um, when I was in college, I mean, even before college, but the one that really like kind of set my uh, attention to that first, I was sitting on my deck um, with my brother at the, you know, we were living together at the time when we were in school. And I, you know, Maryville, Missouri is a small country city. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere in Northwest mm-hmm. Missouri. And, you look at, you know, in the night sky, you know, you can still see everything. And we lived out like on the edge of town. So you could see the night sky really well where we, where we live because there were no street lights. And, um, I was just sitting out there looking up and I looked up and my brother and I noticed at the same time. And we just see like this thing, just like there were two parallel lights like that were tracking each other in the sky and they were just going so fast I just remember like looking up and going, wow, I, I did not like know what it was. And then I looked up again and they just kept going around. I mean, it looked like they did, you know, like it was just going in a circle. And at that time, that was like when all those apps were started coming out about like how you could track satellites in the sky and things right. like that. I pulled out my phone and like you could hold your phone up and the camera would pull up the stars and then it would pull up the satellites that were in the area. And, um, there were none. There were no, there were no satellites in that area um, at the time. And I remember tweeting it on my old Twitter account and MUFON actually reached out to me and said, we believe you saw an unidentified flying object. And I'm just thinking to myself, 
I didn't even tag MUFON in it. I said, because I tried to take a picture of it, you know, and it was at night, so you really can't see it. But they go, well, would you mind DM or DMing us about your story and we'll talk to you about it? And they're like, yeah, we really believe that you caught two UFOs in the sky, you know, circling Earth. And I was just like, that's bizarre. Like, yeah, that's that. Well, I mean, just the fact know, that they reached out to you is pretty cool. Right, right. That is and, cool. And, 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 the, and that just proves to show you like how they are monitoring all of our social media. And this was before the time when we act, the government even actually acknowledged UFOs being real. Right. And, and that's mind blowing to me that it took them what, 70 years basically from Roswell. Yeah. From, from yeah. Roswell to, to now that they, it took them close to 80 years to, to <laughs> acknowledge right. the existence of UFOs <laughs> to fast up finally. Right. <laughs> right. And then right. provide provide some good video, right? I mean, yeah. Well, the, so the the one thing too is I is if you ever go and hear um, military members talk about their encounters with UFOs, they will tell you if you tell anything or say anything while you're in the service, they can fire you with you know just they can take any honor away. They can dishonor you uh, dishonorably discharged. Yeah. yeah. And they can discredit anything you say and force you to, you know, not even talk about it, you know, and, 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 um, but when they came out, the people that took the Tic Tac video of, of off the coast of uh, California, um, those guys were actually on Skinwalker Ranch this season. And at that time, when they were doing the investigation on Skinwalker Ranch, they actually caught another Tic Tac UFO while they were doing their investigation at Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. Is there, is there a second season of that now? They're, they're on season three of okay, that. Okay, because I remember watching, because that's the one out where they brought in the, the ground yeah. penetrating radar in yep. the first season by the by the old cabin or whatever. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't yeah. watched it since the first season. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's so that show and then obviously, um, what's the other one that they do? Uh, the Curse of Oak Island, that whole yeah. That so they say that the coast of Oak or the Oak Island itself is actually haunted. They really, yes, they have had, um, they've said they've had their own uh sightings and stuff. It's like on one of their episodes of Drilling Down that they did right around Halloween when that one season started because they always start their seasons around Halloween on, on uh the Curse of Oak Island. So they actually brought out a paranormal team and they actually picked up like cannonball fire. Um, they've seen people have seen British soldiers walking around the island. Um, hmm. and you know, just to think that you know, you get people that are that are filming TV shows are dealing with this and they're not even dealing with paranormal shows, they're hunting for gold and trying to find right. treasure. So, right. you know, but no, back to the UFOs and stuff though, like I, I feel for me, like as you guys said, how are we the only country in the world that has stealth technology? I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of weird, right? Right. Like, yeah. and I know we've talked about, or it maybe other time. countries have it, right. But don't know how we, to use it. Right. But you think about it, how can we have a B2 bomber? Basically from what I've heard, because I have friends that are in the air force, they say the only reason, you know, it's there is after it gets done bombing, any location because all you hear is the dread or the 
jet, you know, engines fly, you know, the jet flying over after it's done bombing. You don't hear it coming on approach. Yep. And, and that's the craziest thing because they do flyovers all the time at Arrowhead Stadium out here with them during Chiefs games. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to me how you can have – like they talk about the reverse engineering of UFOs. All right, there may so, be something too that – was it Eisenhower that supposedly had the meeting with the, the aliens there out there in California? Yeah. Where he went – he went missing for hours and nobody knew where he was. Right. And he was supposedly meeting with – with the aliens and you know making that deal or whatever i think it was eisenhower yeah um, it could, yeah i think it was because he was right after truman wasn't he or thereabouts he was in the 50s it was right after world war ii so yeah i'd have to google it terry you're the terry google you're it, the, jd yeah <laughs> hey when you have two screens you can do that I was in eisenhower have, yeah in 1954 yeah. wow so so what are your theories on that? Do you think that actually happened or do you think that is a. I, I, who knows? But it, it's. That's a tough one. Jay. It, it is. It is a tough one. But I mean, it's it's not crazy to think that it could have happened because how quickly the technology advanced after that. And you know how things go, like when you know, there's so. rumors and things that go around. Right. Oftentimes there's truth to it. It might not be completely true. But right. There's something there. There's something to it. You know, right. it's, it's there's always a little bit of truth behind every lie. Exactly right. Or behind every story. You know, there's something that that caused you to t- to to start telling that story. However, you end up telling it. You know, right. something happened before that. So, um, well, no, it's, it's 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 an interesting story to talk about. Maybe one of our episodes we'll just do an, uh, an entire episode about talking about you know, that whole situation what happened right before and right after and, and stuff like that. Cause it probably would be a pretty interesting thing to talk about for, you know, Absolutely. 45 minutes or whatever. Well, yeah. And like, to go back to that, like, you know how you said there's two sides or they, from what I remember in college, when I was doing journalism, there's actually three sides to every story. There's one person's side, another person's side, then the truth. Right. So, um, and, but it's always fascinating though, to, to hear, people who have had experiences with ufos or even any everything else and just to hear like they're you can tell how panicked they are um or like how in disbelief they are of seeing what they see um and and you watch you know and you and i hope our some of our guests i hope we can pick that up you know when we when we have guests on and we talk about them and we hear their stories you know just to hear what they have to say and how it made them feel um, because that's always something that you want to learn about, about that. Like, that's what we can pick up on right. doing this podcast is to see how it affected them. And, and, um, and it, I know when it affects everybody differently, I know JD, I know you've had experiences that have affected you differently. Arizona right. Terry's had some, but not a lot. Um, you know, for me, but yeah, go on, Terry, what you going to say something, you know, I haven't had personally had things happened to me, but, you know, growing up in Eastern Kentucky with your grandparents there, their stories, and they always told these stories when you're a kid. Right. Um, you know, so I feel like I was a part of that whole thing. <laughs> See, like, I never, I never got any stories from my grandparents about, you know, stuff that went on in the mountains or, cause you know, by yeah. the time, like they were living in Ohio. Right? Yeah. So telling those stories really meant nothing. Cause those stories are generally used to, 
scare the children to keep them out of the woods to keep them safe and stuff like that (laughs) so you want to tell them those stories as they're getting older to to keep them like close to your house because you get out in those woods in appalachia and that's scary it's it's not only scary but you can get lost really easily well so i i think part of those stories and they get embellished a little bit yeah they get built on and to scare, to scare the the kids to keep them from get, getting lost in the woods and, and you know and and actually some some harm coming to them not to say there's nothing to those stories because like i said they they always start from someplace they, right there's some nugget of truth to every story exactly uh, right so with and Mike, my yep no i was terry go on sorry well i was gonna say I, i'll tell you the story about my grandmother and grandfather when they were in their teens and they were courting and um this is this is recording it's that's i'm I'm saying like my grandma mamma would say they're recording so he would come and visit her and he would ride a horse and they lived in you know it's like the morgan county johnson county mcgoffin county part of eastern kentucky so backwoods hilly mountainous it's off the grid and he would travel to see her on a horse and, you know, one time he left kind of late one evening and he traveled back over to Morgan County and there was something following him. All right. He heard it. He he would stop the horse. It was he would take a few more steps, go around the ridge a little bit further. And he heard it. And eventually he came around the side of the hill. It actually broke through the trees and flew over where he was at and it was only like from the moonlight you could see it it was a huge like bird-like creature that's why he described to a mammal it was like a a flying bird creature so wow you know yeah yeah. so that was the story that was passed down from my grandmother when we were little and she would tell that same story over and over so did you ever okay so when because I like stories like that, but did the story ever change at all, or was it the same every time? It was the same. Okay, so the, that yeah, go on. Sorry. So to me, that that felt more real, right? Right. Yeah. And and it affected him for sure, right? Because he he never left too late from grandma's house when he was courting her. After that point on, because the woods were too scary and dark, <laughs> right? And it well, just kind of freaked him out. I will say that's another like. I know my, my mom's parents are from Eastern Kentucky. They uh, originally are from, I don't know, I think the town, my grandpa called it Peabody, um, right there between, it's like Manchester, that area uh, near uh, Hazard, maybe. It's like Clay uh, County, Clay County yeah, area. Yeah, 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 he's from, they're from Clay County. Both of them are from Clay County. Um, but like, he never told me stories like that, but he would always tell us like, you know, he would say the boogeyman would come out and get you, you know, and if you stayed out in the woods too late, you know, that's what his mom used to say to him all the time is that the boogeyman uh, will come out and get you if you're not uh, not back by a certain time. Um, and I do like, you know, there, there was that uh, expedition Bigfoot. They actually went to Kentucky um, in their second season after they were forced out of, or before they went to Washington. And the fact that Kentucky has a lot of Bigfoot um, sightings is interesting to me just because people really don't think of Bigfoot being in Kentucky, but Bigfoot's everywhere. I mean, there's, there's gotta be, 
for me, I think there's, you know, like how there's certain race, you know, there's a lot of races of the human, you know, of humans, human race. There's, there's a lot yeah. of different orientations of it. I believe you have different orientations of Bigfoot. Um, I, yeah. I think Kentucky is actually an ideal spot for Bigfoot because it offers you everything you would need. It's deep, dark woods. Mm -hmm. It's very isolated. The vast majority of the state is away from urban areas. It's small towns. I mean, I grew up in the sticks, man. I mean, like the Red River Gorge area was not too far from where I, I lived when I was in high school. I mean, that is some very <laughs> um, off the grid places like a Bigfoot. You're talking about food, water, tons of resources, and there's not a lot of people. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, Southeastern Kentucky. Oh, there yeah. You go. <laughs> and and for me, like I've. I, I I believe Bigfoot is real, but there are other creatures out there that like people say they see the Mothman. Um, they say they see. I mean, so Mothman, Ryan, Ryan, would my grandfather's thing he saw in the woods would that be categorized as a Mothman? That's what I said when you were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah, I did not. No, no. Well, yeah. I said yeah. I said he saw the Mothman. Yeah, the Mothman it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, and that would have been yeah twenty. What when when would that have been like? 1940s 20s. yeah they're about yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how old, how old your grandparents would be but so the, um, the, but you know if if that's what he saw that's 25 years if it was 1941 that's 25 years before point pleasant yeah that was 1966 so yeah when you yeah because didn't he show up on the bridge before it collapsed yeah yeah that's um, a fascinating like, story yeah it's Let's see. I, I was just bringing it up. So, ten days before Christmas in 1967, tragedy struck the silver, the silver bridge that connected Point Pleasant to the uh, Galapagos, Ohio, was teeming with rush hour traffic. The bridge collapsed, killing 46 people. Reportedly, some have claimed to see the Mothman at the bridge shortly before its collapse and believed its presence was a harbinger of doom. So, there, there's no, there's probably no concrete like eyewitness or pictures or anything like that. Not you know, not like if you remember the movie. I think there's they show pictures of, of claiming to show the Mothman on the bridge, you know, from, from that Richard Gere movie. So I don't think there's any, anything like that from, you know, that time right before the bridge collapse showing anything like that. So it's just, yeah. It's, was there anything unique about Point Pleasant? Was it like a military area? Was there a, any research being done there? I'm just curious. About there's that. a world war two TNT plant. Okay. That could be um, it. Yeah. So that's about 10 miles or about five miles north of Point Pleasant. Yeah. So um, maybe that's that has something to do with it. Um, but who knows? Like, you know, there's there's the reports that the Mothman is a is an alien and, you know, the UFO sightings at the same time that there were sightings of the Mothman going on. So, um, well, yeah, that's it's, what uh, it's that's that's why I say, like, to think that we're the only intelligent life no right. you know in in the in the universe or the only advanced or evolved creatures even on this planet you know the you know who knows what's lurking in the woods you know right where people to, don't go ready to assault us and take us out you know <laughs> or not even that like the reason we don't see them is because they don't want to be seen so well that's big you know like right well so going to bigfoot i I've always been, like I said, I've done a lot of research on the matter. 
And there are people believe that believe that it's a two-dimensional creature, that it could go between dimensions or right. go between worlds. And they believe that he's a shapeshifter, so he could present itself as something to you before he actually turns into his actual being. Um, and on Expedition Unknown, there was a, they were talking to a Native American uh, in, in water, and I can't remember, was it California or uh, Washington when they were there? And he, they were talking to this guy, and he goes, my grandfather used to tell us a story about how we had to avoid a certain place um, when we were living there because they called it like, I can't remember the name of the lake. It, for lack of a better word I th or term, I think it was called Death Lake or something like that or Dark Lake or um, – it wasn't it, it didn't it wasn't a nice name for this lake and or lake fear is what it was called lake fear and um scary what, it is yeah and you know what they what what his dad or his grandpa was telling him he was just like this thing can present itself as a deer and you think it's friendly and that it will come up to you and then the next thing you know it shapeshifts into something else to scare you away and it's amazing to me how you have these Native Americans who have this culture for a long time and you can trace not even uh, Bigfoots, but UFOs back to their times. And you right. can even look at the Egyptians and all these other ancient, you know, uh, ancient worlds and ancient empires that have depictions of UFOs. Well, but, not even that, just like even Renaissance paintings and right. medieval paintings. You know, there's uh, UFOs in some of those paintings, too. You know, exactly right in the in the painting themselves you can right. see there was something in the sky there's you know, there are stories in the bible of things, right the, burning so, the fire chariots right so it, it and and i'm not a religious guy you know so i'm not either but i watch ancient aliens man right and when you watch and, that show you can like <laughs> connect the dots here and, and and i know if we get you know people that listen to this that are very really religious or, or or something like that you know they're not going to like what i'm going to say next and to me you know those stories that are in the bible like when you read those ancient people those those stories were a way to explain things that they did not understand things that they could not explain with the knowledge that they had so when you when you start looking at some of the stories you know the flood and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, it's not just in, it's just not in the Christian Bible. It's there's, you know, stories the of the great flood and, and almost every religion. And, you know, the stories that, that are in, you know, the King James Bible, a lot of them are stories from other religions, older religions that have been around a lot longer than Christianity. So that stuff that, that we're seeing and, you know, in those stories and in those paintings and in that, you know, are ways for them to try and explain things that they didn't understand. And I will, I will always believe that I will, you know, it's not, it's not anything against Christianity or religion myself personally, do what you want to do. But to me, I, there's no, I hate, I don't, I, I should probably just stop talking about that. Um, <laughs> no, like, but, I, it's, but it, to me, it's just a way like those stories where you're talking, where you're seeing the miracles and stuff like that, that are talking right. about the Bible. It's stuff that they're, that they're trying to explain away in a way that, that made sense to them at the time. Right. And, and like what you see on ancient aliens. And I mean, I'm Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I when it, I mean, I am religious to an extent. 
you know, but my I'm papa not, was a Baptist preacher my entire right, life. Right. So. But I'm not, I'm not like that diehard Catholic that agrees with everything that the Bible says, because when I look at it now as an adult, I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking fire chariots, beings coming down, hearing voices from heaven. Right. Yeah. You know, yep. you, you're like starting to think I'm like, okay, so that can, and I told my dad this and we actually talked about it and he goes, what do you think it is? And I said, the void, Mary was, she conceived, miraculously couldn't have kids all of a sudden she's bare you know has a child you know carrying yep. a child but the one thing i will say is, is that um when you read the depictions of the bible on the third day he rose again and and ascended into heaven you know so maybe what these people are saying is is that they were like you said they were visited by other beings and couldn't tell you how they were visited by other beings and it goes back to like when you look at egypt Egypt and the pyramids and the great pyramids, how the flying fuck did they <laughs> get that technology to build those godforsaken behemoth of, you know, I mean, the stone, if you've ever been there, I know. I mean, the stones are as wide as this couch I'm sitting on. And with the, pre the precision for some of the caravans. Right. And, and, and the cutting you know. of the stone, like, did you see how fine... Like they look like modern day bricks. Precision cuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then so on ancient aliens, they found one of the uh no, I can't it might have been in the in Central America because they found the pyramids out there too, right? Right. And they found some of the stone that they had to cut. And the stone isn't type of stone that you can just sit there and cut precision cuts yeah. with. And um one of the and guys pyramids right. all over the world too, which right. is amazing to me. Right. Well, except for here in the United States. Um, but we'll get past that point um, <laughs> unless we just got rid of them or they just have mounds over them now. Um, but you but they took an engineer out there who is or a geophysicist, somebody that uses lasers and has a laser cutter, basically, that they use in daily in their daily life for work. Plasma cutter is what it is. He goes and they took they looked at the stone and they were looking at the edge of the stone and they said, look at that cut. Look how fine cut that is. He goes, I could run the back of my hand on it and cut myself. He goes, yeah. that's how sharp that rock is at that cut. And then they were digging around and they found a sephiric ball of marble. Basically it was a marble ball, probably about that big. And on the cuts of it, there were infinite, like small, tiny, precision cuts that went in a circle that looked like lasers had cut through the ball uh, of this rock. And it, you know, just to think that people had that sort of technology back then and you're like, well, where the hell or where did this come from? Exactly. Chariots of the gods. You guys have read that book. I have not, but I've I heard it really it. good. I've read parts of it. It's fast. I love it. It's great. But it, it kind of explains a lot of stuff or at least helps to kind of broaden the discussion about it. Because when you see things in the sky, it looks like a chariot, right? But Ryan brought up the fact, you know, saying that there's no pyramids in, in the United was that, States. Was that fact proven wrong? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So a thousand years ago, huge pyramids and earthen mounds stood where East St. Louis sprawls today in southern Illinois. Oh, oh yeah, the burial grounds. So yeah, it's, it's, it's Ohio, downtown, Ohio it's, has that as well. Is that the serpent burial ground? No, that's in Ohio. Okay. The serpents okay. in Ohio. It's in Southern Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a, um, 
Monk's Mound. Okay, I know um, where that is. You okay. drive by, yeah. That, that was in the center of this city with the pyramids. So it's I'm not even Cahokia. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah I don't. Don't ask is, me to how Illinois got Illinois yeah. got some weird names, and a lot of their cities are named after Native American tribes. So the fact that um, I would imagine a lot of that stuff is is gone now, right? Right, um, and they don't pres- like Monk's Mound. They're right, not gonna, they're not going to preserve it. It's well, be taken away over time as well. Well, and 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 I will say this: that what people don't know about Indian, like at some point you're going to start building on Indian burial grounds, and you wouldn't know because they're not marked until right. you start. Di- and the one way you can figure it out because there are Indian burial grounds in Missouri that they were planning on building a subdivision on here in the center and like near jeff city and they started they noticed like the topography um and the area they were about to build was really hilly and but other parts of it weren't at all like the general topography that for that part of the state you're not quite into the ozarks yet because that's in the southern part like southwestern part of the state and southeastern part but they saw the hills and it was just mounds that were like 40, 50 feet tall. So they had a native American, uh, tribesman come out and they asked him, they go, if we build here, will we be desecrating a native American, uh, burial ground? And he said, yes. And legend is, if you disturb that ground, you will be cursed forever. And in all eternity, I was just like, yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's build somewhere else. Yeah. Build somewhere else. But, Um, I think though, like, I, I just want your opinions on that. Like how, just where do you think they got this information, this technology, this, all those ancient worlds, man. Dude, and, how did, how did they build how, pyramids all over the world and they didn't communicate with each other? And how the fuck did they all disappear at the same time? Right. What the I mean, fuck think, happened? Like the, the lost city of Atlanta. I mean, that's something. We, we're, oh, we that, got a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Oh God, we have so, so much stuff to talk about. Atlant- you know, Atlantis is fascinating. What's the one yeah. in the Bahamas? Or the biggest one I want to get you're talking about? I think you're talking about Bimini Road in the yes. Bahamas. Yeah. But that that brings me to my ultimate when I became a believer was the the Bermuda Triangle and reading all those stories and watching that show that the either the discovery channel or the history yeah. channel did, it was like that two hour, we're right. going to fly over the, and nothing happened. You're like, Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> like, but, you, but you think about like flight 19 and how like to me, like they're like, yeah, we're on the, we're on the coast of Florida. And you're like, well, we don't see any land. Like, we don't see anybody around us. There's no no city out. You know, we just right. see a shoreline. Like, where the fuck did they end up? <laughs> like, it's, it's like regional paranormal. Like, there's hot spots mm-hmm. in the world, and that's one of them right there. Well, what yep. what are your thoughts about, speaking of that, there are, what is it called? Like, so Route 66, so there's like point, like they call them like land, or it's not landlines. It's like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they have the certain points that intersect, like where latitude and longitude intersect. I can't remember the specific name for it, but that's where they say a lot of the most haunted areas in the world are. You know, um, so you you guys watch The Dead Files? Yes. So I live in Flagstaff, Arizona, and The Dead Files actually came to Flagstaff. 
and did a show. And once they got there and started investigating, they actually had so much to work with. They extended it for three days. Wow. So I'm hoping I can probably find some folks locally who can come on the show and talk about their experiences because it it started in a, a crystal shop downtown. And if you are familiar with the Southwest or Sedona and places like that, we do have crystal shops and new age type stores and things. And there's a haunting going on there, but there's a lot more stuff going on downtown Flagstaff and that's right on route 66. Oh, wow. Yeah. Route 66 is haunted. Like they, they, (laughs) I don't know why. No, but if you think about it, um, somebody said it was actually route 666 at one point. Well, you know, there was, there was a highway that was in Colorado that went up like North and South up to Utah and it was actually highway 666. Oh, wow. Okay. And there's a lot of trucker stories about that road and crazy shit happening late at night. Well, so the lines I was talking about, they call them lay lines where, like I said, latitude and longitude intersect around the globe. And one of the lay lines is actually in Atchison, Kansas. And Atchison, Kansas is probably the most haunted state or city. Oh, yeah, it's famous. Yeah, that that place, that's where the Sally May house is. Um, There's a house across the street from that that's haunted. I'm pretty sure last year when I was there with or two years ago when I was there with my ex-girlfriend, I took a picture of the outside of this house because it looked freaky. I mean, it's like one of those old, you know, 1800 style homes that's got those big, you know, Victoria looking home with the big open, you know, covered patio. Like JD's Um, house. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm standing there on the, on the sidewalk looking up this house and my, my ex-girlfriend asked me, she goes, Ryan, what are you looking at? I said, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I see somebody in that window. And she goes, what window? And I said, well, and I pointed and she goes, there's nobody there. And I'm like, okay. But then like, I got the hair, like I turned mm-hmm. and started walking and the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And that's when I turned around, I pulled out my phone and I took a picture of it and I will have to send it if I can find it. Um, but I shared it with my cousin that next day and he looked at it and he goes, there is a face looking back at like looking on like at you while you were taking this and and you but you could see through it into the house like that's how like thin it but it had like i'm not kidding you i thought he this guy was wearing a cowboy hat thought he had a beard um and he had like it it looked like a bandana like you would think an old outlaw he's a uh, bandito he's a bandito dude yeah he, uh, I mean, but it, it was freaky. I was just like, I can't believe that. You know, See, I, I wanted, I want more experiences like that. I want to yeah. go out and do some investigations and go to these places that are so well known for hauntings and, and see it. And feel see, it. it the, the one thing that I will say is, is that I, I, I want, I've done that to an extent with that, that hospital that my dad owns or owned, I guess, and then sold it. I, if it's not a place like that, I'm fine. But when you start talking about hospitals and, and things like that and hearing your name growled by what sound like a demon voice, you know, but uh, you need, you need a crew with you to do this. Yeah. Right. You yeah. do. Yeah. But like the thing is, it's like, I would do what they do on destination fear. I'd be like, Hey, 
Um, we're all gonna go sleep somewhere in this building alone. <laughs> you you okay. fly me yeah. you you fly me out there and pay for my for my lodging. I'm in. The lodging will be at that place we're investigating. The army cot you lay on. Yeah. yeah. No, but I don't like, have an army cot, so you gotta provide it. Yeah, we'll, and I guess we'll, go, we'll get one for you. Yeah, we'll get one for you. But like I I there are there are just plenty of things that that have happened to me at that when i was at that hospital that really actually turned me into a ghost believing in ghosts and being in believing in that aspect of it and it's amazing because i said i believed in ufos and bigfoot before any of that so um yeah i don't know like that's that's all that's all crazy to me guys no yeah. i be, i believe in ufos i believe in bigfoot because I, why not? Why would you not believe in Bigfoot with all the sightings right. in, in the United States and globally that there, there's there's something out there in the woods living, surviving, continuing to live? Right. You know, people don't realize how isolated some of these national forests are. I mean, you, you can go out and, as a hiker and stuff. You might not see anybody for seven days. Right. I mean, come on. You you and can you hide out there that, forever. You can, yeah, so, you don't think that there's stuff out there hiding for yeah. mil, for for millennia, but have never been seen. All yeah, right. So, uh, so uh, next week, you know, or when next time we do this, how do we want to proceed going forward? I know um, we've talked about bringing on guests. I think the first one should be uh, my college professor, uh, Jason yep. Offit, who uh, sounds good, who believes you know, in the paranormal and. Stuff like that. I know we couldn't get them on tonight, but I think that, you know, going forward, we can um, just bring on, you know, guests and just talk to them about their experiences. And and I think this first one, if we're really into it and really do want to do investigations, he's been involved in a lot. Um, and maybe we can get his thoughts on how to do an investigation, what some of the craziest investigations he had yep, were. Absolutely. Exactly. I want to know his background, his interest, how you do an investigation who you should bring to do it. Cause I'm not going by myself. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going with like three. I'm scared shitless about stuff. <laughs> and what, what kind of equipment do you have for these things, man? Do right. you, I mean, I want to know about that kind of stuff and then I, I want to go do one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. And like, I would do it in a group. Um, but yeah, he'd be able to answer a lot of questions and I know uh, we have to get wrapped up and ready to go. But yeah, I think that's, a, that's a good place to lead off and uh, we'll, we'll figure out a, way to get him on here and i know he's really interested in what we're what we're doing and he he couldn't uh wait to get on and i know that i i dropped the ball on that one so i uh i i regret I that but, it no does. but yeah uh we'll uh have to figure out a time to get the second one going and we'll we'll uh we'll wrap it up guys yeah this was a a, a good kickoff episode to kind of talk generally about all the stuff that we might you know talk about while we're doing this podcast so and I feel bad for all the Kentucky fans that think we're talking sports right now. They're going to open up this podcast. Hey, hey Ryan, Ryan and JD, 45% of them believe in ghosts. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Ryan talked about that at the beginning. So. Or Jay, no, Terry. It was Arizona Terry that Was it Terry? It. Yeah. Dude, oh, people, that's right. You messed people, up the math. You, 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 yeah, I messed up the math. You thought there was only 3 million people in the United States. Yeah. 40, 40, 45% believe in ghosts. 46% percent believe in other creatures so wait this is from his youtube this is <laughs> i just made this shit up but no, for real <laughs> no for real a lot of I folks know, believe that there's stuff out there unexplained 
in our podcast, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yep. and I'm I'm excited. You know, like I like I said, I'm glad we started doing this finally. And we kind of got the ball rolling, and it, the further we get along, the more the more we'll get more intense and more scary. But yep. uh, guys, you know, as I as I wrap up this line, you know, I'm gonna get off here, probably sleep with the lights on the night, you know, and, and go to bed not being able to go to sleep. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna sleep with the lights on. And guys, thanks for uh, joining the Am I Going Crazy podcast. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night.